If you like what we're doing at Neozaz.com, we kindly ask you to take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. Listening to Attraction Obsession, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at some of the most famous theme park attractions from all over the country. Backstories, histories, and behind-the-scenes secrets of some of your favorite rides. Now here is your host of Attraction Obsession, Matt. Welcome to this special episode of Attraction Obsession called Matt Finally Escapes from Krypton. This is a follow-up to episode three of Attraction Obsession which was originally posted on July 13th, 2014, which covered the entire history of the Six Flags Magic Mountain ride, Superman Escape from Krypton. Uh, Formerly Superman Escape before that. In that episode, I had stated well towards the end, if not closing out the episode, that I had never been on this ride, but I tried to get on it several times with uh, different... Actually, I had tried to get to the park to ride this with several... Obstacles getting in my way, and in fact, I had certainly wanted to ride this ride ever since I learned of its, of its existence, which was most likely the eighteen during its opening eighteen years ago, if not eighteen, and certainly within a year or two after that. So it's been a long time that I have wondered what it was like to go on this ride, and now I'm happy to say I know that day has finally come or at least it's come and gone of course or else i wouldn't be recording but that's that's just splitting semantics at this point but that day has finally come i finally got on superman escapes from krypton and normally this could be just a short blurb or a post or even a mention in another episode but like the rest of the story of not getting to the park getting into the park and getting to the ride ended up being its own bit of a story itself not quite a drama but just another series of obstacles that I thought there was a real chance I'm getting this close and it's still not going to happen. So it did, but I think the story is worth telling and worth putting together a special episode about this experience and finally give a true review of the ride, which I was not able to do in episode three. So so with that, I want to just give a quick recap for anyone that hasn't heard that episode or, or has not heard it since it was out, which is really close to a year now, now that I'm looking at these dates. Uh, what had happened to keep me from getting on it before, I the first chance I had to go to Magic Mountain and go on the ride, I didn't realize how close it was to where I was visiting California. So that was just a, definitely a poor planning, but just a uh, not having the information at my fingertips or even maybe even a bit of ignorance in my part of not knowing where things were in relation to where I was staying. So that one, I didn't feel so bad walking away from. The, the second chance was I knew it was in the area because I was going back to the same place. I just could not fit in the drive and getting to the park and getting in and walking to the ride, riding the ride, coming out and driving back to where I was in any comfortable or even really realistic time frame in my visit. So that was definitely 
poor planning on my part or just uh, not having enough time to plan it. So that one was frustrating. My third chance, which if you have listened to the show, was this past November, November 2014. And that's when I had explained that was when I thought at the time I was going to get on the ride. And as you can guess, with this now being April, that didn't happen. Well, what had happened was I did plan ahead. Unfortunately, the group I was with, I'm not going to say didn't plan ahead, but there was a miscommunication on what days we were doing what, and Disneyland tickets were bought by everybody else for that day. Luckily, I had not purchased Magic Mountain tickets yet, so I wasn't out the money for the tickets, but with the numbers working against me, the visit to Disneyland that day one, so I ended up going to Disneyland instead, which I had just been at within 10 months before, so I was extremely frustrated. But on the other hand, I will add this to that story. I was there doing a one of Disneyland's half marathon events, and this was after a slew of injuries that you, if you listen to Matt Goes Goofy, you heard about those, and I was running very poorly. I mean, as far, I mean, not just slow, but poor form in shoes that I shouldn't have been wearing and uh, different uh, I don't know if I had inserts or whatnot. It doesn't really matter. What it came down to was poor form and old shoes, and I had bad blisters on my feet, and now having going to Magic Mountain, uh, that probably would have killed me, that visit, because there was a lot of walking and a lot of hill climbing. So probably worked out for the best without me even knowing it. So, Well, that leads to now, April. April 2015. So we have... Uh, a reason to be in Southern California again, and more than likely you are familiar with the another show I do here on News As with some friends of mine. Uh, it's a fact it's, it's a group effort show. It's called Star Wars in Character, and the Star Wars convention, Star Wars Celebration was in April and in Anaheim, which is where I go for the races as well, the Disneyland one. So I knew Magic Mountain was in the area. So we were going to do an event. We did a big party. Uh, the was it Friday night of the convention. Huge success, which will be a special about on Stars and Characters soon enough, so I'll save the details for that. But we we planned well ahead, my wife and I. We made an entire day around going to Magic Mountain, as well as Universal Studios Hollywood and Great America in the San Francisco area, as well as spending some time with some friends in the San Jose area. But uh, the, my point is... I'm not going to let this opportunity slip through my fingers again. And we planned an entire day around it and we did it. We bought the tickets online. We had the tickets in our bags when we got on the plane. So we left Orlando with the tickets. Got to, uh, we actually stayed in Los Angeles rather than Anaheim because of all the parks I just mentioned we wanted to go to. That was a more central location. So we got to the hotel. Uh, we actually got there a Thursday. Uh, went to Hollywood Studio, or I'm sorry, Hollywood. Uh, did it again. Universal Studios Thursday, leaving Friday to be able to wake up early, drive there as the park opens, and just save the day for Magic Mountain, which is exactly what we did. We woke up early, drove through the infamous LA traffic, which is is everything everyone says it is. It's not the first time I've gone through it. So again, planned ahead, planned ahead so well. That I actually managed to arrive early and wait at the gates, which was great because every time I get stuck in any traffic, it doesn't matter what city, my initial thought is, great, I'm going to lose some time doing whatever I was planning to do. So the, this whole 
event now really starts when I get to the area where you can start seeing things over the the treetops and whatnot. And one of the first things you can see is a sky tower, which is directly across from Superman Escape from Krypton. So as soon as I saw that, my eyes lit up as best as I, as I could as I was driving. And sure enough, it kind of, as I went down the road and the tree line started to subside and more things peaked up, the next thing that started to come up was that blue, yellow, and red track. And I was extremely excited, as you can imagine. So I... I had Christy, my wife, take a picture from the car at the first side of it. Not too much farther from when you can first see all these things that you get to the parking lot. So we got into the parking lot, parked real close to the shuttle platform, got out of the car, put on the sunscreen, started heading towards the platform. I, I just took one of those brief moments before we got to the shuttle to take a picture of everything from the parking lot, which Superman Escape from Krypton is one of the things you can see. And it's one of those, like, I can't believe I'm here pictures and just documenting every step of the way of something that I'm finally able to do. And uh, from there, got on the shuttle. Again, no issues, no whatnot. Got off the shuttle, stepped in front of the gate at 9.55, and the doors were, as far as we knew, to open at 10 o'clock. So now this is the point where <laughs> this becomes more of a story because here is where everything seemed... I don't know. Not I'm not going to say way too simple because this is how it was supposed to go. Well, that's not how it go how it went. It's almost like I stepped foot on property and the park said, "Well, congratulations for getting here, but this isn't quite over yet." Because first thing that happened was 10 o'clock comes around. We're still standing there. Okay. 10:05 stand we're still standing around. Now I'm getting a little like a what the heck's going on? 10:10 10, 10 comes around. Nothing. Now I'm, I, I don't want to say angry. I'm certainly anxious, but I'm not like, I'm a little frustrated. That's probably a better word. Somewhere along the line, we figured, well, it must be a misprint. They must open at 1030 because there's way too many people now behind us that seem to be now coming in as the closer we're getting to 1030. So it seems like 1030 is the time. And for some reason, the website said 10 o'clock. No big deal. Still means we got there when it opened, which means there's not going to be a minute to be wasted. Or that's what I thought, which we'll be discussing here very, very shortly. So indeed, just about when the watch hit 1030, if not even a few seconds before, and that's how close I was watching. When it hit 1030, the announcement that the park was open had played over the speakers. And I had the recording of that, which I'll play just a clip of now of the park opening and the gates opening and us finally getting inside. The Six Flags Magic Month. We are excited to have you as our guest today at the real capital of the world. So, let the magic of the in six, five, four, three, two, one. So we got inside. The first thing that caught my eye was one of those uh, I call him a mash tree. If you are old enough to remember the show Mash, they used to have a a uh, like a trail sign. I think that's what they actually are, like a trail sign in the middle of their camp that pointed to different cities all over the world. Most of them being U.S. cities with the mile markers that are away. Directional sign is what it is. And I went right up to it, found Superman escapes from Krypton, took a picture, and then headed that way. And there's another sign not too far after that. Took another picture, followed that. 
Then we went past the carousel, which is sort of centralist to that bottom half of the park. There's kind of a top half and a bottom half, the best way I can describe it. That's not quite super accurate, but for this story, it'll make more sense here in a second to call it that. And we, then we got to another sign that we, I, I'm pretty sure I took a picture of, and I followed it, and it went to absolutely nothing. I mean, this sign literally pointed out a hill that had nothing on it. But trees, it was like, I don't, could not understand. It was certainly not Superman. I can see the top of it, which is, I know it's a long run from the start to the, you know, where the, the 90 degrees goes and the, and the, you shoot upwards. But I was like, it, it's not that far. So I was like, I don't understand what the sign is pointing at. So he walked back to the sign, confirmed it is pointing in that direction. Look, and it's like, no, if we go to the left, it's a line for another ride. That's not Superman. If we go to the right, it's uh, the carousel. So what the heck is in between? So with frustrating frustration really starting to grow at this point for me and my wife, who is just as excited to see me finally do this, I think, at this point, we grab a mat from the closest gift shop. And as we open it, there wasn't even anyone at the desk yet, which makes sense. I mean, they're open for three minutes. They're probably still stocking their shelves and open their registers. We were going to ask someone where it was, but we opened the map and the map made more sense because you're looking at it at, uh, what do you call it all, at a, at a glance. So we found the carousel. We find this other ride, I guess you'd call it, called the Orient, Orient Express that goes up a hill and drops out, just looks like feet from the entrance of Superman. We're like, okay, somewhere in this these trees is a ride. So we go back over that hill and we kind of look, and to the right of that sign, I I will not say that sign is pointing at it because it's not. But to the right of that sign, before you get past the tr- that hill line and look at the carousel, there is the entrance to this Orient Express, which takes you up the hill to the Samurai Summit section of the park, which where Superman es- Escape from Krypton is. Okay, that makes sense. So good, feel a lot better here. A uh, little, the, any tightness in my chest is gone. So we climb on. What this is, it's just a simple cart. I think it's German made because there's, it seems to be a German name plastered all over the cart, like something industrial that is, the name was very German. Unfortunately, I don't remember what it was. It ended with a, with a, it started with a G and ended with an R or an L or both. And uh, so I, I think it was German. If not German, probably Swedish because it looked like a, a, something that would be on a, uh, a ski slope actually. So it could be found anywhere in the, that area of the country really has no bearing on the story whatsoever. And in fact, it, in fact, I, I wish I knew its name so I could write a letter because we got on the ride, stood on it, and waited, and waited, and waited, and waited, and nothing ever happened. No attendant, no anything, no nothing. Until, I'd say, a good, I don't know, five minutes it felt like 20 because i was anxious so i'm giving it the benefit of the doubt and saying five which is a long time to be standing without anything being told an attendant kind of just strolls in and says oh yeah you got to get off this okay why it's yeah it's not working you're not allowed to stay on here by law when it's not working we're fixing it okay so when's it gonna run i don't know all right doesn't matter. I don't need to be let up a hill. I'll walk to it. So where's Superman? Here's the answer I got. And I'm not kidding. She said, like, over there. Okay. Doesn't matter. Had my map. I don't care. This very large gentleman with, uh, I think he already had three hot dogs in one hand, cotton candy in the other, and a, a 
bucket of popcorn hanging from his neck said it's really far i'm like oh okay yeah far for you but i will walk it pal i don't need i don't need your two cents go back to stuffing your heart with cholesterol that kind of i love when people put in their two cents that like when they see something that's not that they don't want to see or difficult for them that they try to talk everybody else out of doing it because they can't or won't do it but that's has nothing to do with this podcast let's get back to more positive things walking the superman i'm about to get there it's gonna be awesome so <laughs> we walk it is a it is a long he was right it, it's far it's basically because you're walking away from the entrance of superman then up the hill to summit the samurai summit then back to the entrance and it is a long launch for superman in fact you're starting nowhere near the entrance and you're kind of coming off the trail again away from the entrance and you have to walk back so you're almost doing a complete loop but starting or uh, finishing uphill rather than coming back downhill so but i did not care i was ready to walk this because i we know why i don't need to explain it now so I walk, I get out the map, and I'm following the map, looking at every little bit of, I mean, the map has, of course, a major rides, and it's got little color blurbs to kind of indicate where you are, and I'm matching things out to make sure we're going the right way. Now, we did walk by their new coaster called Full Throttle, which I had been watching stuff online about, and we were absolutely going to ride, so... We kind of stopped to maybe do that just because we had all day. I'll get to Superman. Let's let's take advantage of now walking the park. So we get in line, and I don't know if the ride was running or not because the line never moved, and then there was no attendance. And I really honestly don't know if it was running or not because it's a two-part line. They lead you in to this the overflow queue and then they let people out into the regular queue we never saw an attendant uh, uh, for a while and then when one did show up someone beat us to the punch asking if it, if it ran and they literally just looked at them didn't answer i don't know if the guy didn't hear them i think he did because he looked right up at them and but he didn't say what or excuse me or anything and i am gonna Take a minute here to state this. I'm not going to harp on it long, and it's not going to be much of a long conversation, but I do have to say this because it's pretty important, I think, that this, not just the beginning of this day, but this entire day at Six Flags Magic Mountain was the absolute worst customer service experience I've ever had in any park in the world. And I mean, at the world. We've now gone to parks in other countries. Nothing has ever been as bad customer service-wise, especially in the rides, than Six Flags Magic Mountain. And that is actually probably going to prevent me from going again because I've done all the major rides. Unless they get something that can't be found by even a remote equivalent anywhere else in the world, I doubt I'll ever go again. It's because of the the customer service experience. So that's the last I'm going to say of it, but I did want to point it out because it was that bad. Okay, anyway. So once we decided not to wait in line because we weren't going to find out what's going on, we are back to walking. At this point, I am so determined and my frustration levels through the roof for multiple experiences that I completely missed the fact that I had walked, uh, we had made that corner and I'm now walking under Superman Escape from Krypton, which I'll just call Superman now to save time. That's pretty amazing that I missed that. But luckily, I don't know if I heard the ride go or I caught a glimpse out of it at a corner of my eye. I did stop and realize I'm standing under it, retraced my steps a little bit, took some pictures, 
uh, savored the moment, I guess. I don't know what you would want to call that, but I, 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 I enjoyed the moment, made it part of the experience. I'm now one step closer to the ride. So things are starting to look up. I'm getting a little more excited now. I'm certainly the frustrations that come and go up to this point are quickly waning because I'm finally going to get on Superman. So now back to walking and walking and walking. That guy wasn't kidding. It was far, but I didn't mind doing it. My wife didn't mind doing it. She was a trooper. It was, it was warm. It was uh, sun was out and we were going uphill most of the time, but <laughs> we were still moving pretty good. Real good, actually. So finally, finally, we go up some hills, which we are not used to in our Orlando parks because there's not a single natural hill anywhere here. So after some hills, we kind of cross that. We, we climb the summit. We're at Samurai. We're actually literally in, in Samurai Summit. There is the ride, and there is the Fortress of Solitude, and even before that is the giant courtyard, the big red and yellow S-Shield, and I am, my heart is pounding in a way that they never have for any other ride. It's, I am excited, but it's not a, an adrenaline excitement, I don't think. It is a... Well, maybe it is. I think it's it's more... Usually, I get like those anxious adrenaline heart poundings on big rides. This was a little more than that. This was that mixed in with some serious excitement. And I, it's all I could do to keep from just dropping my stuff and running to the ride. I didn't. I, I kept it together, but uh, I was pretty excited. So now my wife stayed behind. She did not want to ride this ride, believe it or not. After all these years, after all this... After hearing about this, she does not want to ride this ride, and that's because she does not like rides that have a free fall. Even though this is different, it has a free fall that gently glides you back into a, a flat uh, horizontal ride. She still didn't want to do it, so that's fine. I did ask one last time. She said no, but I wasn't going to argue with her, so I gave her <laughs> um, my bag and went to the to the Fortress of Solitude after stopping and taking a picture of the courtyard and the wait time sign said five minutes and I was like oh my god this is finally happening so I went in there was no one around in the queue line inside the Fortress of Solitude so I took all the pictures I wanted but not too many because I wanted to get to the ride and I got to the row lines and they are numbered from left to right four three two one four now being the front row now that the shuttle is on the track backwards so now four did have a bit of a line where it would have taken probably about, if I remember right, like four launches before I'd be able to get on. And that was assuming that there was, each of those were groups of four. If there were groups of two or three, it may have been even longer or, or well, no, it would have been at least, at least four. If there were any split up at all, I'd be waiting longer. So I looked at the lines and I saw that there was only four people in line three. And that was actually the shortest line. And even if those were two and two, that was still going to be the shortest line. At most, I'd have to wait just two rides, and it's a 28-second ride, as you all we all know from episode three. So it wasn't gonna be that long, long a wait. So I got in three. I was like, if I'll, I'll get in three, I'll be I'll go back and do row four and get a front row experience later. But I gotta get on. I can't wait any longer. So I got on. The doors open, and luckily the four people in front of me were all together. So they got on. I'm like, great. I am next. I literally. I can't get any closer to walking on the ride than if I'd gotten here before those four people. This is finally going to happen. So I heard all the safety restraints clicking down, the seatbelts buckling, and uh, I could hear you can hear the the hum of the the uh, electromagnets as the, the ride starts. And I heard the launch and heard the screams. And 
It's all, it's exactly the same sounds I played on that episode. And it was, but I'm hearing it with my own ears. It's not another recording. And I am super excited. I'm, I don't even, I'm running out of adjectives. I'm just excited beyond words. In fact, words, I can't even find any to continue to explain how excited I was. So seconds later, as we know, the shuttle returned. I could hear it come to a stop. I could hear it be drawn back to the um, landing platform. Heard everyone unbuckle and and the seats raise and the people I could actually hear them like laughing and and talking and fading away. So I knew they're completely off the landing platform at this point. And then finally, the door in front of me opens, and just as I made the slightest step towards that shuttle without warning, that door slammed in my face. This was the most surreal moment of this whole trip. I was like, did this just really happen? I mean, what the hell happened? Was it a malfunction? Did I do something wrong? Why Why is this door closed? And why is it still closed? What is going on? I was... I just... I stood there, and it was like one of those moments where it's, everything around me was was moving, but I could not see or hear any of it. All I'm doing is looking at this closed door like, I this did, did not just happen. What is going on? Now, what well, felt like 10 minutes later, and it probably was like a minute or two later because of the whole surreal feeling, an attendant came out and said that they're experiencing some minor difficulties. They said we could stay in line, but they told us, it, oh, but they didn't know how long it was going to be. Well... There was no way I was getting out of the line at this point because if I stay in line at this door, no matter when it opens, when it opens, I'm guaranteed to get on unless they close down the ride for the day, which don't think that that thought didn't cross my mind because that's probably one of the first things that crossed my mind. But I was going to take that chance. It was, I looked, I, I know what time it was because I texted my wife, told her what happened, and I looked up the text for my notes, and it was 11.05, so it, take, it had taken 35 minutes to get in the park when the doors open and get the Superman escape. Well, what is another, even if it's an hour, I'll be mad at the 59th minute, but at the hour and one minute, I'll be glad I did it. I don't care. I'm not going to get out of line, so... I was texting her back and forth and, and telling her what little I knew, which wasn't much because the attendants really didn't keep us updated by any means. In fact, people were coming in line and we had to tell them there was, there was difficulties. And that goes back to a statement I made earlier that I'm not going to harp on. So I, I had felt like it had to have been at least 30 minutes until any indication of anything positive happening was going to happen. But I did, again, looked at my text and it was exactly 16 minutes that I text my wife saying they just test launched because I had just heard through the door, which was right in front of me, the shuttle being launched. So, and right after that, once it returned and locked back into place on the landing platform, an attendant did come out and he said, just one minute before we start boarding. I'm like, okay, I can wait a minute. I waited 18 years. One more minute is there's no problem. And soon after he had closed the door behind him again, I heard the shuttle do a test launch again. 28 seconds later, heard it return. And, and then I could hear that, uh, that all the restraints they had locked down for the two tests were being unlocked. You could hear the clicking of the belt and you could hear the 
the uh, shoulder restraints flipping up and, and bouncing, basically. I mean, I've heard everyone that's been on a roller coaster or any kind of ride that has shoulder restraints knows that sound. So now, excited again. Frustration gone. Don't care. Now I'm excited. So at this point, as they're prepping to put people on, I notice that the number four row, which is the front row, has only only has three people in it. Everybody else that was behind them left. They got sick of waiting. So hell, I jumped the rail and took advantage of this. I made the made of this maiden voyage. I've been waiting for a front seater. So okay, maybe you can find a silver lining in this cloud. And there it is. So now I'm about to get on the ride for the first time. And it's going to be in the front row. So with knowing that these doors are going to open any minute, I switch on my recorder. I put it in my pocket and I finally, finally, finally poured Superman Escape from Krypton. So now after all this time, after all this work into the Superman Escape from Krypton Jackson Obsession episode, here is the recording of my first ride on this thrill ride. Now, I'll tell you, it's not the best audio. It was in my pocket, and it's not the best, you know, most flattering sounds that come out of my mouth on a ride, but it is something I've been working towards and wanted to do for years, and I did it, and I was fortunate enough to have that recorder running in my pocket and capture this moment. So I have to share it. And here it is. Here is my first ride ever on Superman Escape from Krypton. So, naturally, the question is, was it worth it? Was it worth the 18 years of waiting topped off with an unimaginable, almost uh, surreal gauntlet of obstacles uh, worth this less than 30-second uh, adrenaline-filled flight of 110 miles per hour up, straight up, and then back down? Yeah, yeah, you bet your ass it was. 
So now first, let me say, saying it was an 18 year pursuit is a bit of a dramatic exaggeration. It's great for the story. Now, I did know about it around 1997 when Superman the Escape opened, but it wasn't really until I had gotten married and my wife and I started making vacation plans around visiting theme parks that I started to have the idea that I did want to make sure I rode this. And those vacation ideas started around 2003, 2004, a few years after we were married. So it's really a, a tenure idea the pursuit didn't really happen until i started visiting that part of california fairly regularly you know more regularly than than i than you would somewhere on the side of the country you live on and that was around 2011 so this whole pursuit is really a four-year pursuit and i'll admit that i mean the 18-year story sounds great but it was but a four-year pursuit is a four-year pursuit. I mean, this is the amount of time people go to college. So it's still, it's a, it's this is the this is my graduation march of my the University of Superman Escapes from Krypton, which is the, one of the dumbest things I've said this week. But I'm gonna leave that in. Hopefully, someone got a chuckle out of it. But it was also it was everything I imagined it would be. It was one of the greatest ride experiences of my life. It's not so much because it was a great ride, and it was a great ride. I really wish there was a sister ride of it somewhere on the East Coast I could get to uh, easily and ride again. But I, I will say I rode some even better rides than that that day and throughout the rest of the week. We had been to more parks. But like with many things in life, this was, in the end as much about the journey as it was the destination. Now, that probably sounds ridiculous for a thrill, thrill ride, but these and this is a thing I like and what I like to do. So that statement is accurate for me, and that was a true statement. That whole journey of once I knew I could get to the park and then not getting to it and then having obstacles to overcome and ultimately having a slew and i called it a gauntlet of obstacles and it kind of was to get to it made the final experience of getting on that ride and it being a great ride on top of it uh the made the entire journey worth it in the end and, and i mean that so laugh at me if you want but i don't think i've ever been happier free falling 415 feet to the ground in my life so that wasn't the last time i rode it that day as you can imagine but i only rode it one more time and this time it was from the second seat, kind of like what I was originally in line for. I didn't plan it. It just happened to be the shortest line when I got there. The lines for everything progressively got longer throughout the park during the day, like like they do at every park, basically. I did try to get to it a third time, and this time I also convinced my wife to go on. Unfortunately, the wait time was so long this time that if we had waited, rode, gotten off, and then walked back, we're, we're basically one of the farthest points from the entrance we can be at the park from this ride, not generally, um, we would have been late for something we had to do that night because like with every attempted trip to Magic Mountain, this trip rode on the coattails of something else. And that was the our party at uh, Star Wars Celebration, which was that night. So we didn't want to push it. We had done everything else we wanted to do. My wife didn't get to ride it. I didn't get to ride it a third time, but that was okay. We had a full day, and and there was no regrets. And in fact, the uh, as much fun as the second ride was, it didn't have that first ride sensation. It, it was still a great ride. And like I said just minutes ago, I really wish there was one here somewhere here. In fact, I do wish it was in Orlando. Then I'd be on it much more often. But there is not. Maybe one day. I, I doubt it um, because it is, shoot, it's 18 years old. Now, you typically don't see 18-year-old rides being duplicated that long ago, it's, which is unfortunate. It's just a 
that's just a, a fact I just realized now. So it's probably the only place I'll ever get to see it. And after my uh, morning experience, probably won't see it again unless things turn around. But I said I wasn't going to talk about that, so I'll leave that alone. So, um, But the day at this point is over. Uh, great, great time. Great ride. And we were driving away. And believe it or not, I did not have that feeling of... Uh, like sadness of leaving the ride behind and not being able to ride it again. In fact, it was just the opposite. It was a, the feeling literally was as when I was driving away and looked at Superman escape from Krypton in my rearview mirror, that after all this time, after four years or even 18 years, if you want to count from when I learned about it, I could finally look at that image, smile and say, been there and done that. So that is it. That is the end of a very, very, very long journey and I have to say that as frustrating as it was when it happened, I'm kind of glad the events unfolded the way they did because it told, it put a great second part to this story. Uh, I, I really enjoy enjoyed putting that original episode together, and it was uh, just as much fun after the fact. It was not as much fun during the fact, but after the fact, putting my notes together of the experience of actually getting to the ride. So that is it. As always, I will thank everyone for listening. Thank you for your support. And I want to thank the people that have contacted me that would like more episodes. I certainly do want to do them. Uh, There's no reason not to other than time. Time is a precious commodity for many people and for many things. And uh, between real life, real work, and and everything else and doing shows like this, there's just I seem to run out of those. So it's it's not something I've given up on, but it's probably it's something I probably haven't given the uh, attention that I uh, the extra effort I could have and and I think now putting this episode together and finally getting on this ride has kind of rekindled that so hopefully sometime soon I can get some more episodes out I, I certainly appreciate all the feedback people have given me I've gotten some very positive comments and I, I wanted to take the time to acknowledge that and and I will try I, I want to get more done and I, I'll do my best with the uh, resources I have and of course as I said the one the one resource I can't go out and buy more of his time but there's always where there's a will there's a way as i've proven by getting on superman escapes from krypton if that's a lesson any lesson i take home from this it's that so there should be no reason why i can't sit in as behind a microphone that i have access to anytime i want and get those shows done so with that new idea in my head which i had not thought of till this maybe i'll be able to get something done so again thank you for listening And I will see you on the next episode of Attraction Obsession. Thanks for listening to Attraction Obsession. Attraction Obsession is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. For all the latest news and information for Attraction Obsession and NeoZaz.com, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash NeoZazPodcasts.